Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring your presence from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called recovery and restoration. Saints of God, it's good to know that our God is a God of recovery and restoration. He's a God who will bring recovery and restoration to all of us who are His. That's if we let Him. One of the definitions of restoration is a returning of something to a former, original, normal, or unimpaired condition. Our God is a God who is capable of returning things to their former conditions. Our God is a God who is capable of returning things to the way that they were originally intended to be. Our God is a God who is capable of recovering things from the abnormal and returning them to the normal for you and me. And according to his word, which we believe to be true, he's not just capable, he's willing and wanting to do it for me and you. So, since our God is that kind of God, we ought to learn to let our God be that kind of God in the lives of you and me. We ought to learn to let God be who he is. That is a God of recovering and restoration for those of us who are his. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. That's one of the reasons why I read you Acts chapter 10, verse 38 every once in a while. Just to remind you how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who still got it, by the way, with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And he knew he was a healer. But you need to know he a healer. And you need to call it out from time to time. Those men called him out. They said, Jesus, Master. Oh, my God, I like that one. They added master on top of that, too. That word master right there means an appointee over. An appointee over. A commander. It means an appointee over. They recognized him as an appointee over. As a commander of. Why is this important? This is important because this means that they knew that they weren't calling upon the name of any old anybody who can't do nothing. They knew that Jesus was an appointee over sickness. An appointee over sickness. Jews called him the Messiah. The Greeks called him the Christ. We call him Savior and Lord. As Savior, he saves us from all that it is that the devil does to us and delivers us from everything that the devil's trying to do in our lives. But as Lord, he's master over anything and everything that's troubling us. He's master over anything and everything that troubles us. So not only did he say Jehovah saves, but he also said he's a master over this thing that I'm dealing with. See, you need to understand that God is a master over the thing that you're dealing with. God ain't coming in there to see what he can do. He's a master over the thing that it is that he's there for you. Masters have slaves and slaves obey masters. When all a master has to do is speak and a slave obeys. Does anybody hear me up in here? And see, Jesus is that type of person that all he got to do is speak and sickness will obey. Speak and infirmities will leave. Oh, that's all he got to do because he's a master over all this. Does anybody hear me up in here? See, why you keep saying that? Because a lot of us have forgot 
if we ever learn, that he's a master over all of this. We think Jesus will shoot his best shot. Maybe so, maybe not. Master over everything that you see. Master over every infirmity. He's a master over it. That he controls it. I said he controls it. I said he controls it. He can shut it down. He can dissipate it. He can dissolve it. He can dry it up. He can be able to end his very existence with just the words of his mouth. He lays hands on the sick and they flat out do recover. He speaks to sickness and it got to go. This is something that we need to know. Is anybody hearing me up in here? He's a master. As Lord, he's master over anything and everything that's troubling us. Well, they saw Jesus as somebody designated as a commander. Because remember, I told you it means an appointee over and a commander. Well, they saw him as designated as a commander. A commander is a person of authority. Remember, that's what that one uh, uh, centurion saw him as. He said, oh, see, I, I know authority when I see it. You a person with some authority. Why? Because you speak and things happen. You, you tell stuff to jump and it jumps. I see what's happening. Well, Jesus is a person who is a commander, one who could take charge at any time, one whose orders would be obeyed every time, and one whose words will cause results. See, I love a God that causes results. See, I ain't in all of the, well, I am, but, you know, I don't stop there. All the hermeneutical, homiletical, and, and stuff. I am into that, praise God, because that way you know what's right and what's wrong. Make sure you know that. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can tell the real from the fake. Just like that, when you're all in there, all that. Praise God, if you don't stay surface level on your doctrine and get deep into your doctrine, you can be able to tell the difference. Is anyway, one of the reasons why you need to get deep in it, praise God, is because the devil knows that most saints don't get deep in it. Hallelujah. The devil hides in the details because he knows you ain't never going to look there. Praise God. Is anybody hearing me up in here? But when you get deep in it, you can tell the difference. But don't stop there. You don't just want head knowledge. You want something that brings results. I said, you want something that brings results. See, we got a God that brings results. And if we his people, then the results should be seen in our lives at some point in time. Don't, don't condemn yourself. At some point in time, results should be seen in our lives. His words have results. Luke chapter 17, we'll begin reading at verse 11. And it says, and it came to pass as he went, speaking of Jesus, he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met he 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Now this word mercy in the Greek is the word eleo. It's spelled E-L-E-E-O, eleo. It means to compassionate. That's whether it's by word or whether it's by deed. More specifically, it means to compassionate by divine grace. In other words, they said to Jesus, hey, Jesus, master, say something, say a word, do something, do a deed to cause the divine grace of which you are the commander to help us, save us by delivering us from what's ailing us. 
Jesus. You're the commander of this grace. You're the one that calls the shots. Well, then call one in my life that gives me back my life. I love that. Can I, can I speak? If you want what God has, you got to be able to get direct. You got to learn to call upon the Lord like you really mean something, like you really want something. Don't just put it out there like abracadabra, hocus pocus. Put it out there with a clear, distinct focus. I know who you are. I know what I got. I know you master over what I got. I know you got what's what's necessary to get rid of what I got. And I'm coming straight at you right here. I'll be your person. You want to be able to command something? I got something for you to command. Get this off me. I know that's too direct for some people. Praise God, but amen. That's why they stay in their stuff longer than they need to. You got to learn to be aggressive to what is rightfully yours already. Because healing is the children's bread. Is any children of God up in the house? Well, this is your bread. This is your staple. This is yours. But you got to learn to ask for it. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Well, that's what they said. They said, have mercy upon us. Let's see what he said. That was verse 14. That was verse 13. They lifted up their voices and, and, and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, not like that, when he saw them, which means he wasn't paying no attention to them, but he saw them. When did he see them? After they called him. When he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priest. Ask for a word, go show yourself unto the priest. You ask me to release my divine grace, go show yourselves unto the priest. He gave him an instruction. In fact, not only did he give him instruction, he said it unto them. That word said in the Greek is the word epo or epo. Depends on whether you're from the hood or from the city of, the, of, of Greek. Praise God. It means commanded. But I like this. It also translates granted to them. As in granted like a gift or a wish. That's what you wish? Here. But he attached it to an instruction. Why is that? Because your faith is going to be necessary to be able to step into that thing that God has in store for you. Your faith. He's there to do. He got the power to do. He got the ability to do. They called upon him. He put them back. He put a ball back in their court. Didn't do what I say do. Now, only cleansed people could show themselves to the priest. When they called upon him, they were lepers. When God put a word out there, the question is, are you going to come into agreement with that word? Because if you still see yourself as leprous after he said, go do something that only clean people can do then you're not in faith yet because you still see the old you. You don't see the one that has been compassionated. Pause button. Let me give you another example. You heard it before. I remember, I remember, I remember a long, long, long time ago. Praise God. I was driving this car. I mean, it would, I would, I would have, I'd have to waste my prayer language, at my prayer life every day, every time I turn it on, drive it to work, and every time I drove it back because he gave me this job way away. And so I had to drive there every single day in the cold, in the rain, in the snow. It didn't matter. And I, and that sucker was ready to cut off at any point in time sometimes. I'd be praying in the spirit every time I turn it on. Hey, glory to God. You know, and then you put it in, and you put it in, and you got to pray, pray in tongue all the way there, and then you got to pray in tongue all the way back. You ain't giving God thanks until you get there. You, you praying that to keep running. One of them days, it was cold, it was cold outside. It was cold outside. And I finally made it home, praise God. And I said, look, Lord, I said, man, I'm so tired of driving this raggedy car. And the Lord said, why don't you go get a new one? Now, when he said that to me, I was broke and I had a jacked up credit record. That's a bad combination to get a new car. 
Broke bad enough. But I couldn't get a bubble going on credit. Now, in my mind, I thought about how I just got turned down about a week ago for a hoopty. Because I tried to go get a hoopty at one of them places that say we finance anybody, but they ran me out. And wouldn't finance me. <laughs> they wouldn't finance me, praise God. Amen. I remember the guy came out. He was so upset. He was just, he was just. That's back when they used to have apprentices. I'm dating myself now. That's back when they used to have apprentices with the little, with the little holes and perforations on the, on the side. And it would, it would go, and it would move up. Well, my man had ran my credit record. I mean, he had messed up all that long green and white paper. Remember that old green and white paper? It's, it just all fell over on the ground. And he came out with this in his hand. You can hear, still hear it printing in the back. Praise God. You know, folk that's trying to find me. Praise God. The guy said, get out of here. Get out of here. I said, hey, man, your sign said you finance anybody. He said, anybody but you. Get out of here. Now, I was that person when the Lord said to me, why don't you go get a new car? Now, I could either look at who I was in the natural before he said it to me and consider that person. Then I wouldn't win. But if when he said that to me, I thought to myself, now, why would he ask me go get a new car when he already knew I'm broke and got bad credit? Unless I can get a new car. That's when Reverend Baby came through the door. It was cold, too, but she came in. So I was, oof, oof. She was on her way over to the heater in order to be able to get some heat. And I said, baby, don't take your car off. We're going to get a new car. She knew I was broke. Because <laughs> she had changed. You, you, know, you know when you credit bad and, and, you, and, change, and you change your voicemail? Y'all don't know nothing about that. Back when you credit fine, you're like, praise God. Hallelujah. You've just got the Pearson family. And we're blessed of the Lord and highly favored. But then your credit records get jacked up and stuff. And then you're like, this is 210. <laughs> and then the rest of your numbers. <laughs> Leave a number. We'll see. It depends on who you are. Whether I call you back. But God will say something to you. If I could phrase it this way, speaking of the person he's made you, if you operate in faith. He commanded them. He said, go do this. But at the same time, he's granting them like a gift and a and a. And, and, and a wish. He said, go show thyself to the priest. Remember, only the clean people could show themselves to the priest. They were leprous. That is before he spoke to them. They were leprous. But whether they would remain leprous would depend upon their faith in what he said. See, whether they remain leprous was dependent upon their obedience to do what it is he said. With one statement, Jesus gave them an opportunity for a, of a lifetime. How many of us did Jesus do the same thing in our lives when he spoke to me and you about something? They ain't got to be about healing, but be about anything. When he spoke, he opened a door of opportunity for a brand new life for you and me. I know I'm living an entirely different life than I was living before. Because he spoke something to me that was just as crazy at the time that he said it. I was thuggish, crazy, couldn't stand ministers, didn't like the church, didn't want to have nothing to do with the church, didn't have nothing to do with the people of God, except my mama. When the Lord came and spoke to me and said, you're going to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ by this age. <laughs> okay. But by that age, I was a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ because I moved in the direction he wanted me to move. Well, one statement, somebody say one statement. Well, one statement, Jesus redefined for them who they were as a people. They were lepers, which would automatically 
dictate what type of life they can live, how, where they could go, what they could do. That's why they were standing afar off. For them to be able to approach the priest who is clean, they got to be clean too, because otherwise they can't go there. But with one statement, he redefined everything for them. How many of us did Jesus do the same thing for us? With one word spoken by the Lord, we were redefined as a people. One word, and he changed our lives. One message, and he cleaned up the mess in our lives. One prophecy, and then bam, there's a brand new me, you and me. Well, he just said one thing to them. Go, show yourself to the priest. Go, show yourself to the priest. With one statement, Jesus spoke a reality to them that was higher than the reality that they had lived and were presently living. Because when God speaks to you, many times he'll give you, excuse me, Lord, he'll give you a reality that is higher than the one that you're living right there. But the question, in fact, he's inviting you, come up hither. Come up to this greater life that I have in store for you. You were stuck in the muck of the mire. Now I'm telling you, come. Remember when he was standing on water? Walking across the water? And then they, they, they were screaming and hollering, ah! Because they thought it was a, a, a ghost. And Jesus said, hey, hey, peace, peace out, peace out. Peace, you know, chill. It's I, Jesus. Quit, quit tripping. He said, if it be you, then bid me to come out on the water. I love the Lord. The Lord will call your bluff. The Lord will call your bluff. Because like we would say, I want to be healed. God said, well, then do this. I want to be rich. Then do this. I want to be the man and woman of God that God want me to be. Then put that down and do this. Let's see if you're fluffing. Bad boy, bad boy, what you going to do when he throw that word out at you? Because God's going to speak to each and every one of us. A word. And it's an invitation for a brand new reality. It's an invitation to come up higher from where we was. To come out of that place where we despised and that is little better sometimes. To a place that's good all the time. That's what he did. With one word, he did that. So that he can rid them of that disease that was plaguing them. Well, we'll see what happened. It says, and it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Notice, as they went, they were cleansed. It didn't say when they got there, they were cleansed. Because all he said to them is go to show yourselves to the priest. Soon as they went to show themselves to the priest, the process began. And they were cleansed even before they got there. It ain't going to take God long to do what he do. He's just waiting on obedience. Because he said, remember, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. It came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he was on his way to go show himself to the priest. He saw he was healed. Turned back. And with a loud voice, glorified God. I like that. He turned back. And with a loud voice, he glorified God. When he said he turned back, that means he changed the directions in which he was going. He changed the direction in which he was going. He changed the plan that he had made to include the person who just cleansed him. See, a lot of us, after God does what he does for us, we don't, we don't include him in the rest of our plans. We got what we wanted from him, so there's no need to see him again. We don't change the boundaries of our life to include the person that did uh, and gave us life. Well, he turned back and glorified God. That word glorified in the Greek is the word doxazo. 
Doxazo. It means to render or esteem glorious. To render or esteem glorious. I like that. In layman's terms. Let me give it in layman's terms. He made a big deal out of it. When he came back to Jesus, he made a big deal out of it. He didn't like turn around and come back to Jesus and say, thanks. And then going about his way. He came back. Wow! Look at me. Glory to God. Hey, hey, gee, look, man. Look, 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 look. Wait a minute, stop. He made a big deal when he wanted it. See, a lot of people make a big deal when they want something. But after they get it, it really ain't about all that. He made a big deal when he wanted it. Jesus, master, have mercy on me. After he got healed, on his way. Look, I'm healed. Hey, look at me, man. Whoa. He made a big deal out of it. Oh, that we would make a big deal out of what God does in our lives. Oh, if we could just make a big deal out of the big thing that God did in your life. He did for you what nobody can do. He did for you what you couldn't do for yourself. He did for you that nobody else could do. How are you going to play it like it ain't about nothing? How are you going to play it like it's just a matter of fact, another thing that's done? Oh, amen, praise God, he just did another thing. Wow! He glorified God. He glorified, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to glorify God. See, God said, I didn't do this just for you, for you. Remember, Jesus Christ said, I came to this world to glorify my father. And it's he that does the works. Does that make sense up in here? He glorified God. Think about it. Think about it. Ten lepers came to Jesus because they thought the situation was important enough to require divine intervention. But only one of them thought getting their requested solution was worth making a big deal out of. Only one. Ten came to Jesus for their own benefits. But only one saw benefit to return to say to Jesus, thank you. Only one. Ten lifted their voices to ask him for help. But only one chose to lift up his voice in thanksgiving to the person who provided them the help. Ten asked Jesus to show compassion ingratiate me compassionate me do it graciously he said I do that's what he do he do it graciously which means whether you come and say something or not I'm still going to do it because I'm doing it because of who I am I ain't doing it because of who you are but seems like I don't know I don't know my mama taught me that it's just good manners to come back and say thank you well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to know that our God is a God of recovery and restoration. And I'm even more glad that I've learned to let Him be a God of recovery and restoration in my life. I hope all of you do the same. 
That is, learn to let God be a God of recovery and restoration in your life too. He wants to and is willing to do it for you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. So just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'd be more than glad to come and get you. Don't forget that this Thursday is National Day of Prayer. Make sure that you take some time Thursday to pray for our nation. The theme for this National Day of Prayer is Lord, pour out your love, life, and liberty. It's based on 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, which reads, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The world needs to be filled with the Spirit of the Lord. So let's join together and pray on the National Day of Prayer that it's filled with the Spirit of the Lord. If you need a place to go to join some praying people praying, come and pray with us at Word of Faith. We'll be praying from 12 noon to 1.30 p.m. We'd love for you to join us as well as to pray for our nation. But wherever you pray, just pray because our nation and its political leaders show enough need some prayer. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.